I have some excellent news. I met a new enemy of happy last week. I don't want to talk about that today. Um, well, I say it's a new enemy, but it's not really a new enemy. It's new to me, but it's a very old enemy of happy. We just never recognize it as being an enemy of happy, which is why it's good news. Because when once you meet the enemy or find out what the enemy really is or where the enemy is really hiding, then you can make plans and you can deal with it. You can take care of it. And so that's good news. I actually found this enemy. Well, good news maybe to you. But to me, it wasn't quite as good news because at the same time I found out that this is an enemy of happy, I also found out that I've made it my friend. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know I was close friends with this thing. But maybe you are too. Honestly, I think there's a lot more friends of this enemy of happy than we realize. I mean, if you've ever been to Disneyland, you've talked about it. If you've ever been to an amusement park or a theme park, you've probably heard or even said yourself the line, hurry up and wait right? My dad had another way of saying it. My dad would always say, take your time, but hurry. <laughs> and I think that fits me more than the other one. And it's an enemy. This hurry is an enemy of happy. Let's talk about that. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If not, then why? If not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. You know what? I should have listened to my dad. You mean you were wrong? <laughs> How many times could I say that, right? How many times I wish my boys would say that? I should have listened to my parent. I should have listened to dad. Mom or dad know right. And mom or dad have been in front of us and they've been through what we're going through. And I should have listened because like my dad would say, take your time, but hurry. That's more me because I'm self-employed. I'm a messenger and I'm here to help people. I'm here to bring some happy. I'm here to encourage people. That's what I do. But I'm self-employed, so I don't have anybody controlling my schedule. I'm the only one controlling my schedule, so I don't need to be in a hurry. I'm the scheduler of my time, and yet I still take my time, but hurry. I mean, I've got deadlines to get out podcasts and videos and the other things that I do. And um, I, I know there's deadlines to that, but still, I dictate my time and I still find myself, take your time but hurry. I mean, there's other, other statements that we use with, with this enemy of happy too. hurry. Uh, we use, are you in a hurry? What's your hurry? Hurry up, right? We say stuff like that. And I, 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 I want to make it clear that when I'm talking about hurry here, I'm not talking about being busy. Okay. There's a, maybe there's a fine line between those two, but the hurry I'm talking about, it's a, it's a frame of mind. It's a perception. It's a, it's a lifestyle. And it's very serious. Um, when I was revealed to me that I, I struggle with hurry and it's been a, an enemy of my happy, I started looking it up. At the same time, I came across this quote on social media. And it talked about Jesus. It talked about Daniel, a man who, who was thrown into the lion's den to be killed 
right? And it talked about Peter, a friend of Jesus that was thrown into prison. And they all had one thing in common. The line said something like this. It says, Daniel slept in a den of lions. Peter slept in a prison and Jesus slept in a storm. There was a storm and Jesus was in the boat with all of his friends. And many of these guys in the boat were fishermen. So they've been out on the wild seas and they've seen storms before, but this storm even scared them. And they were so afraid. And the thing that frustrated them was they look over there and in in the corner of the boat, Jesus is taking a nap. He had just got done healing a lot of people. He got done helping a lot of people with evil curses and diseases and physical problems and mental problems. I mean, he just got done helping a lot of people. And uh, now he was tired. So he, he said, let's go into the boat. They got into the boat. And once he fell asleep, sometime in there, the storm started getting so bad that these people thought that they were going to die. And Jesus is sitting there in this... It's not like it's a a cruise ship. It's this smaller boat. When it's a storm, it's rocking, right? When the boat goes a rocking. When the boat is a rocking, better come a knocking. When the boat is a rocking, better come. (laughs) Well, that's what they did. They came knocking. They knocked on 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 Jesus' head. They knocked on the on the little bench, whatever that he was sleeping on, and he said, "Jesus, do you even care that we're going to die? Do you even care that we're going to drown?" And I think. I don't know about you, but I do that a lot. I mean, I get in a situation where it gets really scary for me and I don't know where the rent's going to come from, or I don't know how I'm going to handle this, this bill, or I don't know how I'm going to handle this physical situation. I don't know how I'm going to handle this sickness or this disease, or I don't know how I'm going to handle, you know, what, what I'm supposed to do with this person, or maybe it's your boss or your whatever, but we all have these storms of life. Life is full of storms, right? We all have storms of life. And sometimes it just feels like God is sleeping in our storm. But the good news about God sleeping in our boat is that he's in our boat. He's there and he's right there with us. And the fact that he's sleeping says we don't need to be worried. But Jesus, he slept. He slept in a storm. Peter slept in a prison. Daniel slept in a den. And then the rest of the social media line said something like, so it's okay to take a nap no matter what your circumstances are. (laughs) And I like that because I like naps. But I will tell you something that lately I haven't been able to take the naps when I, 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 I try I lay down for a nap. Um, sometimes I find myself working all day long. I won't even eat until the afternoon sometime. Two, three. The other day, it was it was right, right around five. And I was with my, my buddy said, you want to go grab something to eat? I said, sure. And uh, and then we're driving around. I said, can we get something quick? Because I'm starving. I haven't ate yet. He says, you haven't ate yet? I said, no, I guess I haven't. Because I get, I get in this mode. I get in this editing zone. And I love doing what I'm doing. And sometimes the time just flies and I don't gamers have that same situation. I got a family of gamers and they can go hours and not realize that they're hungry, right? Well, that's kind of what happens to me. So when it's time for me to nap, when it's time for me to rest, uh, my body shuts down about two in the afternoon. Um, I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to go around two. Uh, I, I, I think we need to, to get the siesta thing going like they have in Mexico. I just love that concept. My body shuts down around two because usually in the evening is when I'm speaking places. So I speak in the mornings, I speak in the evenings when I travel and speak. And so I think my body naturally has learned to get in a lull around two. So I sit down on my super comfy couch with my nice TV and my remote. I'm at home. I'm not at somebody else's house. I'm at home. And so everything is perfect for me to nap. Turn the fireplace on. <laughs> and I and I turn the TV on and, and it doesn't even matter if I like the movie or not because I'm going to fall asleep in it. It's just that background noise. I just love falling asleep, that background noise. It's like for the first time, my brain goes, 
looks at the TV and says, finally, something that's more active than I am. And I don't know, it just puts me to sleep. But lately, I haven't been able to nap. And that's what got me on this quest. I'm like, what is wrong? I need to fix this thing because <laughs> napping is important to me. Nap's important to me. And I think naps is a great thing. Like I said, Mexico, the taking that daily siesta, I think there's something about pulling back whether you fall asleep or not, but just resting for, for a while and getting your thoughts in gear, letting your, your spirit catch up to your body, so to speak, or your body catch up to your spirit, however you want to word it. But lately, I, ha- I haven't been able to nap, and that's tragic for me. <laughs> it makes me mad. I will lay there, and I've got a boring movie on. I'll even put golf on. And if you can't nap during golf, there is definitely something up, and I haven't been able to golf. I mean, I haven't been able to <laughs> I, I, Can you tell I'm tired? I haven't been able to nap. Well, I haven't been able to nap because of this, because I'm in a hurry. This is a big deal. This is why it's hurry, not just being busy, but this mentality of hurry is such an enemy of happy. Okay. It's not just being busy. It's a state of mind, a state of urgency, a state of frantic and panic. One dictionary described as haste under pressure like a pressure cooker. Honestly, we're stuck in this pressure cooker. Another dictionary described hurry as a loud state of activity or disturbance. A loud state of activity or disturbance. That's the definition for hurry. And if you look it up in the dictionary, words that are close by hurry are hurt, hurry scurry, which is like go crazy, Um, hurting, hurl, hurricane, in fact, I read somewhere in, in, my, in my looking around in this whole hurry thing, I read somewhere, hurry is actually associated with hurricane. It's a storm. It's a loud state of panic, of frantic, of it's an inner storm that's going on. And during this whole process, a song came on my YouTube music that I don't even have it in my library. They just picked it for me. And it talked about, I'm in a storm, but the storm is not in me. Wow. And that was days before I realized that this storm, this hurricane of hurry was something that I was going to be dealing with. I just, I just love how that all, all works out. I just love how God guides us and shows us things. And um, that's, that's how he does it with me anyway. And so this thing, it's, it's like a hurricane and hurry are very, are, they're associated with each other. And here the disciples are in a storm, but the storm is in them. The disciples are in the storm. They're panicking for their life. Jesus is in the storm and he's taking a nap. Like I said earlier, when God is in your boat, you're okay. And when God is taking a nap, it's not because he doesn't care about you. It's because he's not worried about it because he knows it's going to be okay. And the disciples came knocking on that bench there, knocking on his head saying, hey, do you not care that we're about to perish, that we are about to drown? And Jesus wakes up from a nap, grumpy, I imagine. Can I take a nap here? Can you guys, and it's like he stood up and he spoke to the storm and he said, stop, stop it, be still. And the storm ceased, it stopped. And the water was as smooth as glass. Jesus took a nap in the storm. And then when he was awoken and everyone else around him said he should be panicky, he spoke to that storm and he said, stop. Now, the Bible says that I can do things that God did. But I don't see any time in my near future me speaking to storms and telling them to stop. But I'm not talking about an external storm here. Like I said, you can be, are you in the storm or is a storm in you? I'm talking about the storm in us. And we have to speak to it. I'll get to that in just a second. We've, we've got, what we've got to do is we've got to charge it. Here's a solution. You've got to charge it. You've got to change it. 
then you got to exchange it. That's what you got to do. My problem was when the hurry came to me, I was like, but I'm not a hurry person. But then when I thought about take your time, but hurry, that's me. Because basically, in essence, what hurry means is there's too much to do. And that is guilty right here. I am guilty of that. I mean, I've got more dreams in my head than this brain can handle. I've got so many projects that I'm starting and then I, I start all sorts of projects and I don't finish them. And I got all these half-started projects, um, partially started projects, projects in my brain, projects written down on my phone, projects written down on the computer, projects written down in notes. Um, I've got a whole file cabinet of all these different projects and stuff. Uh, I've, I've got projects and dreams everywhere and I get this panic feeling. This way, like There's too much to do. I, I can't nap. I can't rest. I can't stop. I've got to keep on going. And this hurry inside, this sense of there's too much for me to do becomes a hurricane inside. But it's a hurricane where I acted like Jesus's friends and I was in a panic. And I want to act more like Jesus where I'm at peace. Or I may be in the storm, but the storm is not in me. So that's why I deal with hurry. Maybe you deal with hurry a little bit differently, but I just always feel there's too much to do. I mean, when you ask somebody when they come home from work, you know, how was work today? Oh, there's just so much to do. Well, isn't that good news? That means you have a job tomorrow. That means you have something to go back to the office. And sometimes all we can see is all the stuff we haven't done. And we're not focusing on the stuff that we have accomplished or the process that we started to get that accomplished. We are in the process of having that thing accomplished. <laughs> and I think that's pretty cool. So Hurry is a serious thing. It's a state of mind. It's a frantic. It's a panic. It's a, there's too much stuff to do. I got to get this stuff done. I'm not talking about being busy. Don't, don't fall. If you know, if you're just, you got a lot of stuff to do today, that's fine. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about a state of mind. I'm talking about frantic, panic, anxiety. I'm talking about this inner storm that we have, not just going, I got a lot of stuff to do. I better write some stuff down. I better start working on that right now. But it's this whole, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And when I start focusing too much on those things, that, that hurry that used to just be a storm out there has now become a storm inside here. And I begin to believe the lie that I've got to get it done right now, that there's, I've got too much to do. You know what? You can only do what you can do. And when you put pressure on, I got it too much to do and you can't do that, it can really cause a storm inside. And if you're in there, if you're anywhere close to that, here are the answers to handle that storm inside. Like I said, it, you got to charge it, you got to change it, then you got to exchange it. Charge it, change it, exchange it. There was a movie where there was a storm. These guys were up in this in this plane, and this this hurricane, the storm, whatever, was was about to overtake them. Like Jesus's friends thought was going to happen inside the boat, right? Only they're in this plane, and they couldn't they couldn't outrun this storm. And so finally, the pilot just turns the plane, and the and the passengers and the co-pilot are like, "What are you doing?" And he flew right into the middle of the storm because the eye of the storm is where it's quiet. It's quiet in the eye of the storm, the very center of the storm. Because if you think about it, you've got this hurricane, you've got this tornado and all this wind is going around. But in the very center of that funnel, in the very center of that storm, there is peace. There is quiet. It's like an eerie stillness, honestly. And so if you're in the storm, if, you, if they have the storm is inside of you, then you got to head right towards that thing. I mean, what does that look like? Well, if you're struggling with fear, then face that fear. Face it. 
If you're struggling with anxiety, wait a minute, hold on a second. And I'm not going to run from it. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Trying to talk yourself into, no, I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. <laughs> no, you got to face it. You, you, instead, go, wait a minute. I am anxious. I'm feeling depressed today. Man, I am feeling panicky. I am feeling so angry. I'm driving and I'm angry. Why am I angry? Go into the middle of that storm and go, wait a minute. Why am I angry? Is it really because a guy just pulled in front of me and I lost a second of my life, three seconds, and I'm going to get back at the next stoplight? I mean, when someone cuts in front of me, when I really look at it, I'm like, does that really matter? Right? But there's something more deep to that for me. And I, I feel like, I, I, I've got another issue in my life where I feel like sometimes people don't care. I, I struggle sometimes with rejection. And when they cut in front of me like that, it's not that they cut in front of me. When I really go into the middle of that storm, I say, wait a minute, why did that make me angry? Why did it make me angry? I head to the middle of that thing. And I realize it's because I feel like they don't care that I'm even here. I mean, do you realize you just cut me off? You realize I just had to hit my brakes? Do you realize that I almost ran into the back of you? Do, you? do you even care about anybody else? Do you even think? And it wasn't about their driving. It was about the storm that I had inside here. Because when I leave early, when I'm not struggling with, with rejection issues or insecurity or anything like that, and I'm on the road and someone cuts me off, even if they're being rude about it, I can just laugh at it. I do. I just laugh at it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and I love it because I, I wait to see them at the next light. I like to pull up behind them the next light. Maybe wave at them, right? I usually don't do that. But what I'm saying is, is when I'm in a good state, them, them cutting me off like that doesn't affect me. So when I'm angry, my dad always said this too. He says, if you're angry, then you got a problem. We've talked about this in this podcast before, Happy Life Studios podcast. But we've talked about if someone did something to you and it makes you angry, it's your, your problem. No, they did something to me. And my dad said, yeah, but if they made you angry, it's your, your problem. Because nobody can make you angry. You have to allow them to. No one can take away your happiness. You have to allow them or that thing to take away your happiness. This enemy of happiness called hurry, we have to allow that to take away our happiness. And how do we do that? We head into the middle of that storm. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I depressed? Let's face that. Instead of going, no, I don't want to go there. No, wait a minute. Let's face it. Why am I feeling this way? Maybe something happened to you in the past. Maybe something you're worried about something that's coming up. Well, let's face it. What is that thing? And then let's compare that. So we charge it first. We go right to it and find out find out what that thing is that's causing us to be that way. Oftentimes, we're looking at the, the branch of the tree instead of the root of the tree. The root is a real issue. The root determines what fruit comes out of that branch. It's not the branch. You can tape pears to an apple tree all day long. That doesn't make it a pear tree. Okay, And those pears aren't going to sustain on that apple tree because they're not getting the nutrients from that apple tree. That apple tree is an apple tree because of the root. I'm angry because of the root of the situation, the root of the problem, not the fruit of the problem. Okay, so sometimes my anger goes deeper than that. And so when I say charge it, go right into that thing and find out why am I feeling this way? I had a friend of mine, her name is Crystal. She's a happy lifer as well. And she said that one time she had a counselor tell her, hey, listen, go there. She comes home from work every day and she was angry. But she'd have this halfway point. It was at the top of this hill was this halfway point between home and work. And every time she got to that hill, she said she would visit that. She would go to that anger. She would, I get in the car, I drive, I roll up the windows and I just let it out. I, I get angry, but I don't get angry at anybody else. It's just me in the car. Just me and God, I let God know how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm angry at him and I let him know how I'm feeling. He could have fried me by now, but he hasn't because God wants us to be angry. He wants us to get that out. If we don't get that out, then you know what's going to happen? It's going to come out on somebody else. And that's the tragic thing. So, you know, that's why God says, be angry, but don't let the sun set on your on your anger and, and don't sin in your anger. Don't do something wrong in the midst of your anger. And so when you deal with anger like this, it helps with that. 
So I'll be in the car and I'll just, I'll just let it all out. And after I let it all out, it's good. I'm okay now. Well, she was given permission to, on your way home, halfway on your way home, you dive into those feelings of anger. You dive into those feelings of discouragement, those feelings of whatever those feelings, those negative feelings she was having. She would head to that. She would head into the eye of that storm and she would head there. And then she got to the hill. She'd turn it off and say, okay, I'm not going to think about this anymore. I'm not going to think about it anymore. So we need to charge it and find out why. What's the root of the situation? Why are we feeling the way we're feeling? We know what we're feeling, but why are we feeling that? We figure out the why, the what always follows. After you figure out the why, after you charge it, you got to change it. You got to change your mind, your mind structure. That's even what God wants. There's a verse in the Bible and it fits in here so perfectly. I just want to read it to you. Uh, It's in the book of Romans. It's Romans chapter 12 and then it's verse number two. And all the Bibles have the book, and then they have numbers for the chapters, and then they have the more numbers. That Those are the verses in the chapter. And uh, it says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God wants us to change the way we think. you got to charge it, then you got to change it, right? And what I have to do right now, what I'm struggling with this, you just don't, you just don't flip a switch and it's done. I'm in the process now of trying to change this whole, I got to get this thing done right now. And I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it, but I'm going to get there. I'm telling you, I'm going to get there. I'm charging to the head of this. I've charged the storm. I've seen what the situation is. And I know I've got to change my way of thinking. Change my way of thinking. Make, Make myself, myself a different set of rooms. Change my way of thinking. Bob Dylan to sing that song. And that's what God wants us to do. He says, don't think like everybody else in the world thinks. They think like, go, 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 get there, get there, get there. Hurry up and wait. That's what they think. But we got to change our way of thinking. Instead of saying, oh, there's so much to do. We got to change our thinking and go, wait a minute. There's so much more I get to do. I got another reason to go back into the office tomorrow. So you charge it, you face it, you change it, then you exchange it. Once you realize what this route is, and you're working on changing your mindset, then you got to exchange it. The Bible also has another verse also that fits in perfectly here that talks about, I'm trading my sorrows for the happy of God. I'm trading my sorrows for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my, my mourning, my ashes of mourning for, the, for beauty. And um, I won't go into all the details of that, but we need to exchange this hurry for happy. We need to exchange it. And this is how I do it. I say, God, I'm tired of feeling this way. I don't know what to do in this situation. This is how I'm changing my mind, my mindset too. I'm saying, I'm, I'm exchanging. I'm saying, God, I give you my anger. I give you this worry, this hurry. This Hurry leads to worry, but rest leads to blessed. Hurry leads to worry. And so what I have to do, if I don't take care of this thing, I just start worrying more and more and I can't rest anymore. I mean, last night I woke up at three and I couldn't go back to sleep the rest of the night. And it wasn't because I had something I needed to get done. It's because that hurry, that anxiety inside was turning into worry. And I had to deal with that. I had to charge into that. Well, now I know where I'm headed. Now I know what the root of that thing is that's causing my panic. Now I can say, God, I want to exchange this for happy instead. And that's how I do it. It's really that simple. It's just saying, God, help me. God, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I trade this in. Help me. And sometimes that help me doesn't mean he's just going to flip a switch and all of a sudden you're just going to be happy. Sometimes that help actually means that he is going to put situations in your life that you're going to have to work through so you can learn how to handle that thing better. So does that make sense? When we say, I'm tired of being impatient all the time. Well, 
If we ask God to help us, he's probably going to put us around people that make us impatient because that will cause us, it will force us to work on the patience. And it's one reason why God even started, in my opinion, the Happy Life Studios with me because happy is something I have to keep revisiting because if I don't, I find myself going down a bad path. And it's very easy for me to go down a hurry path, very easy for me to go down a worry path, but they are the enemy of happy. And you will be happy too. So, hurry leads to worry, but rest leads to blessed. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. If you would like more help on this topic, go to our website, at happylife.lol and click on the coaching tab for more information. Mention this podcast and we'll give you half off the first month.